Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Tuesday, everyone. We are back in the studio with Dr. Philip Brassfield, who is visiting with us this week on the program, also spoke in our church last weekend, and is speaking presently at a conference that we are sponsoring, Anchor Ministerial Fellowship. And yesterday, we got started in the five keys, five master keys that unlock everything. Now, that's an intriguing title. First of all, let me welcome you, Philip, to the program great today. To be here, Pastor Ken. Wonderful. <laughs> this title, Five Master Keys That Unlock Everything. I was sharing yesterday that Dr. Philip was sharing. Actually, see, we've got a Dr. Phil on the program with us. <laughs> Maybe not the one you're used to on television, but right. he is a Dr. Phil, and uh, I don't know whether I mentioned he gives leadership to Destiny Ministries. It's a um, fellowship of pastors, churches in the United States, and uh, is used and uh, much in the kingdom of God. We're glad he's with us today. But coming back to this title, Five Master Keys That Unlock Everything. That should get our attention. I, absolutely. I'll tell you, Ken, as I began to research and study that, I, I was looking for keys that could unlock things in the kingdom that it seems like I, it's so hard to access. The fact of the matter is, every one of us probably have things in our life that we think, man, if there was a key that would release that in my life, it'd be very valuable to me. And I began to study and begin to find master keys in the Scripture that were consistent and common uh, with great leaders in their lives and, and unlocking things for them that some of them changed nations, some of them changed family history. Uh, it brought redemption. It brought deliverance to entire nations when they applied these fundamental basic keys that were available to us from the kingdom. You know, Jesus told his disciples on the road to Caesarea Philippi when they asked or that when they made that great statement that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, he told Peter, he said, Thou art Peter, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, and I will give you keys of the kingdom, so that whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Right. In other words, there were master keys that had uh, an impact both in the natural and in the spiritual, in the seen and the unseen, at the same time. And I began to crave those keys, began to research and look at them. And I was really surprised. I didn't begin with any presupposed ideas about what they would be. But yet it was fairly basic and foundational things that I found that are really the secret keys that God's provided us that unlocks everything in the kingdom. Secret keys. We started yesterday with the first one. And when we'll mention it again here, those of you that weren't listening yesterday, when you say the key, people say, well, that was not so secret. But, you know, it is secret in the sense that we're not using it. We're not applying it. The first key was love. Absolutely, it, Pastor Ken. Love, if there is a common key that I found that is the most powerful access key in the universe, it's love. Because love, the Bible says, never fails. 
I mean, that's a pretty good record. Never it fails. It never fails. Try it any time. It's not going to fail. Never fails. God is love, the scripture says. It says all things work by love. It says faith works by love. The fact is all of God's nature in us is unlocked by love because John actually says God is love. Now, how would you define love? And that, that's, that's a tall order, I know, in just a sh- but how how would you, if you could, when people say, okay, what, what is that key? What, what what do we mean by love in practical ways? You know, so many times I think when we think about love, we think about natural, a physical affection. We think about infatuation and and romantic. But the fact is, love, God's kind of love, agape love, the Bible talks about, is so much deeper than that. It's it's a willingness to commit to something outside of myself for the benefit of others beyond myself. It's not that we divorce ourselves from our desires or we, we deny their existence or even their need to be satisfied, but yet we choose to sacrifice and serve others. And in doing that, we unlock the the bountiful, plentiful heaven's treasury to our own lives. You know, th- that's, that's, that's the key because a lot of times we're so focused on ourselves, and I guess it's a love for self in a sense, that we treat others in a way that's bad for them but it's good for us and we think okay but at least it's good for me and and yet that's a dead-end street love putting others first focusing on other people actually it benefits them but but we get the benefit back absolutely and when you think about religious service the fact is in galatians chapter 5 paul says for you brethren have been called to liberty only do not use liberty for an opportunity for your flesh to be satisfied, and I'm paraphrasing, but through love serve one another. And then the next verse says, for all the law, talking about the Torah, and he's speaking, of course, from a Jewish perspective, right. but all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, he says, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus indicated that the entire law and prophets hinged on the fact that we love God and we love one another, that we love our neighbor as ourselves, that we love God with all of our heart. So the fact is love is a devotion to something outside of ourselves that causes us to be willing to sacrifice and serve without a self-serving motivation. And when you do that, whether it's on the job or it's in the factory, you know, it's in the home or it's in your family or it's at church, wherever you practice this master key, it will unlock every benefit available to you. I hope if you're listening today that you will take some time to reflect on this and to say, Lord, if the key is love and I'm in a situation here where either you feel you're being mistreated or you feel someone has a hardness towards you or oh i don't know almost any situation ask the lord and say where could i put this key where can i use this key to unlock my situation and a lot of times as uh, dr phil has been saying here it it's a matter of having to sacrifice herself as a mother sacrifices for her children However that application comes, Jesus said that's the way. Love even your enemies. Jesus was unique in this teaching. It's like he was the first one to bring this forward. I don't want to go too much longer on love. Or we're not going to get right. into the next one. But I don't know you've got any closing aspects on this, this well, first key. I, I, think, I think you just summarized it best, that love even impacts our enemies. Most of the major religions of the world are based on some sort of political agenda or some sort of 
of nationalist view that exalts one group of people at the expense of another or offers us some sort of enlightenment to where we exalt ourselves. The fact is Christianity is based on sacrifice and love. And and when we understand the wisdom of that and the power of that, I, I think it seems like a secret key because we hear it talked about a lot. But as you said, we seldom apply it, that love is powerful but not plentiful. <laughs> and so right. I think we have to simply activate it. You don't need a degree in theology and you don't need a doctorate to, to love. I mean, we know how to love our children, so we we know how to love ourselves. And so when we begin to do unto others as we would have them yes. do unto us, yes. then we're beginning to apply love in such a way that it's beginning to unlock relationships and all kinds of dynamics. Uh, go out today and love somebody. Love somebody with all of your heart. Give yourself to them in some way that brings them a benefit and a blessing, and you'll be blessed as well. That is so so great. It's so simple, and yet I... I can't stress how important that is for us to really live out the Christian life. Well, our time's moving along in this program as it always does, but let's just get into this second key because you're talking about five master keys you've discovered in the Scripture that unlock everything. That's right. It begins with love. Everything flows out of love. The Bible says everything works by love, but it also leads us to the next master key that I found, and it was a key that was uh, consistent in the Old Testament as well as the New. As a matter of fact, so powerful a key was it that Paul would make claim that that principle that was established in the Old Testament never was done away with, but was indeed the headwaters of the entire New Covenant, and it's faith. Faith. Faith is a master key that unlocks everything spiritual in the universe. Again, we've heard this word faith. We talk about being people of faith. But it's almost like you're going to unlock the key to us. The key of faith unlocks the door. But talk to us and just so unlock this concept of faith. What what do we mean by faith? Well, I mean, it could be summarized, really, if you look at Hebrews chapter 11. I mean, all of us in ministry talk about the great passage of faith in the Bible, the great chapter of faith. You know, uh, that faith essentially was the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that we cannot see. Right. And it kind of defines faith for us, the writer of Hebrews does, in that early part. But then he begins to give us evidence of how faith unlocked every almost every great intervention from heaven that was recorded in the Old Testament, which is what they had at this time. Almost every great event and intervention was done, he says, by faith. In verse 6, he says, but without faith, it is impossible. Think about the the totality of those yes. words, the inclusive. Without faith, it is impossible to please him, him being God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So the writer of Hebrews made the linchpin of everything spiritual in terms of God relating to us contingent upon a simple concept that I believe is a master key, and that's faith. Now, the Bible says that we don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. In other words, it seems that to have this key of faith, you have to act on something that's beyond which we would naturally see. It, 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 it's our link to that spiritual realm. It's the link to God. Uh, if you're a very materialistic person, or I don't know how to put it, where you just have to see it to believe it, you're not going to be able to exercise faith, because the Bible says you're not going to see it so much with natural eyes, but you sort of see it 
to other senses, spiritual senses. Does that make sense? Yeah, or? it makes perfect sense. And I think when people are listening to you describe it their way, they're thinking, well, I just don't have faith. But yet the scripture says that every one of us has been given the measure of faith. That was another clue to me that it was a master key is because there's not many things that the Bible says every one of us has been given. Right. But that's one thing that the Bible says every man, woman, boy, and girl has been given, and that's the measure of faith. That's up to them how they apply it. We've been given the key, and if we put it in the lock and open it, it's based on what we believe. We can't be moved by the things that we see, taste, touch, smell, or hear. We have to be moved, as the old pioneers used to say, by what we believe. The only way you can experience God is by faith because you won't see him with your natural eyes. I mean, some people, God can give a vision to, but normally he's a spirit. And the only way you can touch the spirit is by faith. And it's acting on things that you know inside rather than things you know outside. And the Bible says these signs follow them that believe. So once you act in faith, then a lot of times the evidence follows. Listen, our time is gone again for today, but we're going to pick this up. We're going to talk more about this second master key tomorrow. Don't miss it. Be back with us. I'm Ken Miles, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.